1: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. every
0: day. day. Hi, everyone. We welcome you aboard to episode number 227 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. As we record this, it's a Saturday evening here on the East Coast. Uh, And the reason why we're doing it this way is because the Redskins actually had the first two days of their Redskins rookie mini camp this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and they'll finish it up uh, on Sunday, and depending, of course, when you listen to this, it may already be done, uh, and it's just rookies, it's just tryout players, and first-year actually veterans, as they call it, um, that are eligible to participate in this particular week and weekend, so it is not... Any veterans other than the first-year veterans, and there were several of those. But it is a chance to get the players acclimated uh, and to get them to work in the environment that they will be practicing in, in the team facility, without the veterans, without having to necessarily deal and work in with them, the coaches able to pay their full attention, Certainly they are evaluating college tryouts and anybody that might be able to help uh, out their roster. So what I thought before sharing some of the highlights that we would be able to do is kind of go down the list of players that actually participated. And in addition to the 10 draft picks, which – we certainly covered that eight out of the 10 had signed and all 10 would be participating. So you knew that already. Uh, Here's a list of tryout players that are participating this weekend with the Redskins. And I apologize if I screw up some of these names, um, but you know, it's just what it is. Um, Quite honestly, haven't heard of a bunch of these guys, but, Maybe somebody out there has. Maybe somebody out there likes one of these guys. Maybe a family member is listening, so we do our, our very best to give them a little bit of shine. All right, so Reggie Bain, an offensive lineman from Florida Atlantic. Tanner Baldery, a tight end from BYU. Jonathan Bonner, a defensive lineman from Notre Dame. Taiwan Dale, a running back from Wisconsin. Dylan Donahue, a linebacker from West Georgia. Vontae Dorsey, a safety from Texas Tech. Certainly the Redskins need some help there. Kendrick Edwards, a wide receiver from Arkansas State. Certainly you can make an argument that they need help still there. Uh, Victor Evans, a linebacker from Ole Miss. Drew Ferris, a long snapper from Florida. Watch out, Nick Sunberg. Just teasing. Uh, Wesley Fields, running back from Georgia Southern. Gerald Foster, an offensive lineman from Nebraska. Remember, Bill Callahan was the head coach at one point uh, out there at Nebraska. That was a long time ago, but still. Interesting to know. Devin Fuller, a wide receiver from UCLA. Johanna Gafin, I believe is how you pronounce his last name, from Wyoming, a defensive lineman, Rashad Green, a wide receiver from Florida State. Tyler Green, a cornerback from Lindenwood. Deion Harris, a center from North Dakota. Corbin Jackson, a safety from Liberty. Vinny Mahota, a defensive lineman from Virginia Tech. I have seen him play. Odell Miller, an offensive lineman from Western Michigan. Quentin Moon, a linebacker from Western Illinois. Jamar Morris, a tight end from Northwest Oklahoma State. Remember, the Redskins did not address tight end in the draft. Ali Mortada, a kicker from Assumption. I, honestly, I've never heard of Assumption as a college or program. I've got to do more work on that. Brandon Murphy, an offensive lineman from Memphis. Vinny Papali, a wide receiver from Delaware. We will have more on Mr. Papali in just a little bit. Jerry Powell, a linebacker from Lafayette. Jordan Powell, a cornerback from Widener. Teron Prescott, an offensive lineman from NC State. Craig Reynolds, running back, Kutztown. That's where Andre Reid went to school. I think that's still a Division III school. In Pennsylvania, Zach Roberts, a long snapper from Lamar; Ed Roll, a safety from UNC Charlotte; Giannis Rootsas, a punter from Texas San Antonio; Camilo Tangamoa, a defensive lineman from Iowa State; Chris Turner, a cornerback from Charleston, West Virginia, or from Charleston, which is in West Virginia; Eli Walker, a safety from Kansas State. An Independence Juco kid. uh, Keenan Walker, an offensive lineman. Aka Cedric Ware, a running back from USC. Toby Weathersby, an offensive lineman from LSU. Aaron Williams, a safety from Nebraska. And Michael Riston, a linebacker from Colorado State Pueblo. Now, that is, as far as we know, the full list of college tryouts. Now, Some things change, and maybe all of these kids did not participate. Just running them down in case anybody knows them or a family member or whatever that might be listening to this, to be fair, to give them a little bit of shine, whether they make the roster, the 90-man roster, uh, or not. Certainly want to be fair to them. In addition to the 10 draft picks uh, and, as well, the college free agents that the Redskins signed and the tryout players that we just mentioned, uh, and there were, by the way, eight college free agent players, uh, and 44 tryout players. That was the list that we just went through. Um, there was also first-year veterans Josh Woodrum, Jeremy Reeves, Andrew Encraw, DeMarquise Gates, JoJo Wicker, J.P. Holtz, uh, who had a pretty decent run during training camp last year, and Darvin Kidsey, a wide receiver. Again, all participating this weekend for the Washington Redskins. Now, we mentioned Vinny Papali. He's from Delaware. Wide receiver and a punt returner. The Redskins have not had a punt returner in a long time. A good one. James Crowder had a, a brief moment. Uh, outside of that, it was a complete disaster. And now he's with the New York Jets. But you might be saying, well, why is he concentrating on Vinny Papali? Well, number one, Craig Hoffman, 106.7, the fan, said, yeah, he did stand out a little bit on Saturday when media was allowed out at Redskins Park. But, Vinny Papali is the son of Vince Papali. You might know that name. He, Vince, was the inspiration for the Disney movie Invincible, starring Mark Wahlberg back in 2006. At that time, the story uh, went like this. Well, in the history, uh, the story went like this. Vince Papali, a 30-year-old rookie who got a... Tryout with Dick Vermeil and the Philadelphia Eagles, and of course went on to play and make the roster. So his son, Vinnie Papali, is now getting a college tryout with the Washington Redskins. Could you imagine that storyline? If somehow, some way, Vinnie Papali made the Washington Redskins now. You might scoff at that, but again, Trey Quinn was Mr. Irrelevant. Usually the last pick of the drafts don't make rosters, and Trey Quinn not only did, but he's expected to be the starting slot receiver in year or two of his career and scored a Redskins touchdown on Thanksgiving Day. And if he would have been healthy, which he wasn't, he would have probably scored two or three touchdowns. Maybe more. So you can't rule out that Vinny Papali... Might make this roster, might get a contract, might get some, Might have a chance. Can't rule it out. Again, a wide receiver and a punt returner from Delaware. And a great PR story, I guess, uh, based on what his dad was and what his dad went through and how his dad overcame. And I don't know. I suspect that, you know, the Redskins might – for PR sake, give him a little extra benefit of the doubt. Not to say that he wouldn't have to earn it or show it. If you think about it, right, what could it hurt? It's a 90-man spot. He's not guaranteed of a 53-man spot. Maybe he's in training camp. Maybe he's in the preseason. Maybe you get a couple of legs out of it. Maybe you get a couple of miles out of it. Maybe it's good PR. And certainly it's a good opportunity for the kid. And it's probably a good thing for the Redskins to do because they don't have a punt returner. All right, so Vinny Papali... Getting a tryout, this story was first written and profiled by Scott Allen of the D.C. Sports Bog in the Washington Post on Friday. So I want to give proper credit there. When we come back, right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 227, we'll go over the uniform numbers. Yeah, so much talk about Dwayne Haskins, but the rest of the uh, the draft picks got uniform numbers as well. We'll go over all of that uh, as well. We'll get into some other things because we've got lots of things that we have to cover right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, including some of what happened on Saturday when media was allowed. And we posted some of the videos and reposted and retweeted some of the videos on at Locked Redskins, which is where you should always check. At Locked Redskins on Twitter is a great place for you to go as well at Locked on NFL Net on both Twitter and Twitter. And Instagram, back in a flash, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode 227.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number
0: 227 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. So let's give you the uniform numbers of the Redskins 10 draft picks. As you know by now, a lot has been made out of Dwayne Haskins wearing Joe Theismann's number seven. And indeed, he is, and that is uh, official. We'll have some quotes from Dwayne Haskins on that specific topic and issue coming up in just a moment or two. Number 13 is Kelvin Harmon. Kelvin Harmon is wearing number 13, the sixth round pick out of North Carolina State, the wide receiver. And by the way, Kelvin Harmon made a really nice adjustment on a fade corner round. Uh, On Saturday against Jimmy Moreland, the seventh-round pick and corner out of uh, JMU. Uh, It was well done. Moreland's got to do a little bit better of a job in the one clip that I saw of turning his head around, but otherwise he was right there, and Harmon just went up, climbed the ladder, and got it. And, again, made a nice adjustment to the path of the football because it wasn't thrown exactly where he originally anticipated. Now, maybe he anticipated it wrong, don't know, uh, but he did make a nice adjustment in air and at the last moment. Speaking of wide receivers, Terry McLaurin is number 17. He had a really nice hookup with Dwayne Haskins beating a corner again on a deep corner fade, uh, and just perfect timing, rhythm, chemistry. Now, again, in these practices, you're you're not dealing with a pass rush. Not everything is live. We understand that most guys aren't going 1,000% the way they normally would during a game. But, It is important to note that McLaren and Dwayne Haskins did hook up uh, in this one video. And, again, we posted this on at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. Bryce Love is going to wear number 23. Bryce Love is going to wear number 23. Of course, he's not able to participate right now because of recovery from the torn ACL. We mentioned Jimmy Moreland, the seventh-round corner at a JMU earlier. He is going to wear number 25, number 25 for Jimmy Moreland uh, out of JMU. Cole Holcomb, the inside linebacker from North Carolina, speedster for sure. He's wearing number 57, number 57 for Cole Holcomb. Uh, He might be be one of my favorites in this draft. I've got to do some more tape work on him, uh, but he's fast. (laughs) He's fast, and he can make up. For a lot of mistakes. Ross Pierce Baker. Is going to wear number 72. The offensive lineman. Guard slash center. From Alabama. Wes Martin. The fourth round pick. Out of Indiana. Left guard. Is going to wear number 78. Montez Sweat. First round pick. Mississippi State. He is going to wear number 90. And Jordan Relford. Another edge rusher. The final pick in the draft, not the final pick in the draft overall, second to last, but the final Redskins pick in the draft with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He is going to wear number 95. I did see my guy Mitch Tischler uh, and tweeted about this as well. My guy Mitch Tischler from uh, NBC Sports Washington, he has been – talking and talking up offensive tackle Chidi O'Keke who wasn't on the list uh that we provided you because he's a college free agent and the Redskins uh brought him in and he in the one video that we have shut down Jordan Brelford again the 7th round pick for whatever that's worth and it was just one rep uh but Mitch very high on him and he's a former offensive lineman at Maryland Uh, who has an an avid football aficionado and travels with the Redskins and all that, uh, covering all the games for NBC Sports Washington. He is holding Chidi Okeke in high regard. Uh, He started off at LSU, transferred to Tennessee State, uh, and apparently was dominating people uh, today. So, it was an undrafted free agent. The Redskins scooped them up, so that's good on them, and it looks like maybe somebody to develop. And don't think that a guy like that can't make the roster, especially with Jaron Christian struggling, especially with Eric Flowers being far from a guarantee, although at the money that they paid Eric Flowers, that would really be a disappointment. But looks like they're still going to consider him at guard, even though I think he would be just better off trying to still learn how to get better and be used to tackle, even though – Guard is a little bit easier than tackle, in terms of space and technique and all that stuff. Again, I would be surprised, but I can't rule it out uh, that you know a guy like that would, uh, you know, be let go, and there wouldn't be a spot for again a guy like um, Chidi Okeke from Tennessee State to join the Redskins roster uh, and kind of help bolster some depth. If you remember, like, Ty Insecki and Seki in Scott McLuhan's first year, Ty Insecki was this just gigantic, mountainous man. And the first time I laid my eyes on him, I was like, "Oh, who is this? And then I saw him pancake a couple of guys, kind of like what Mitch is kind of describing with Okeke. And it was just raw power, and clearly the Redskins' offensive line wasn't as developed then as it is now. But that doesn't mean that this OKK okay kid can't make the roster or at least give a good showing of himself in training camp to make that decision uh, difficult. So we wanted to share that with you again. Put it up at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. All right, we'll come back and we'll wrap it up. Uh, Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch has a really interesting column we want to share Uh, A part of that, and then we'll do more on that in the next episode, but also uh, read you a couple of quotes from Dwayne Haskins as well, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, we're back right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast, episode number 227. As we get on out of here, final segment to go. Just wanted to read you one quote from Jay Gruden. We'll have the sound of this hopefully on the next episode. Uh, for Jay Gruden, the Redskins head coach after Redskins rookie minicamp on Saturday uh, at Redskins Park, he said about installing the offense with Haskins. Well, when you're starting with the quarterback, it starts with the basics. You're talking about huddle. He's a guy that didn't call a lot of plays in the huddle, so you're talking about breaking the huddle, calling plays in the huddle and snap count, and getting guys lined up. Obviously, going through his progressions, his footwork, not only in the passing game, but in the running game, it's just a lot you're throwing at him. It's a long process, but he's a bright guy. He's wanting to work at it, and he will work at it. I was impressed. So that's a good sign uh, right there, especially considering what we know of uh, the reluctance initially, and maybe still, from what I've heard, uh, from the Redskins head coach about trying to make Dwayne Haskins NFL-ready and to get him coached up and as the guy that he's going to put his job on the line for. Uh, Not that he had really any other choice. Uh, Dwayne Haskins himself, on the adjustment coming into rookie minicamp, quote, it's been great being able to throw the ball around again. I've had a lot of fun out there. And that's the most important thing, is taking it day by day. Very generic, very generic. He said, on learning the playbook, I mean, I only get about 20% of the plays, so it's not the whole thing. But doing the best I can to understand the adjustments and the different types of reads and protections that come with the plays. It's a lot different than college, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. He also said, I just feel, quote, quote I just feel like once I understand the playbook and understand what I'm looking at, It'll be easy as far as the timing and where the ball needs to go. But when it's just one-on-one routes on air, it's pretty easy. It's just being able to adjust going to team and seven-on-sevens is the most important. All right, so that's a couple of quotes from Jay Gruden and the new Redskins quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. All right, let's wrap up with this. Uh, we kind of tease this, and now we'll execute the tease. Richmond.com is how you can read it, Richmond.com. It is written as part of the Richmond Times-Dispatch by my buddy Michael Phillips. Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch, who's uh, covered the Redskins for a number of years and is a very good writer and journalist. Uh, and so we wanted to share this, and uh, we will post it uh, up on Twitter as well. The Redskins as Michael points out, have had all sorts of injuries, uh, and everybody knows that. Uh, The title of the column is, the Redskins have twice been the most injured team in football. Is that bad luck or bad planning? Uh, And he starts off the column saying, the most injured team in 2018, the same as the year before, the Washington Redskins. And this data comes from the NFL owners' meetings, which was devoted to health and safety, And it's a presentation of injury data from teams. So the league monitors all this. The NFLPA gets it. uh, So on and so forth, right? So he then talks about how the Redskins, during last offseason, had their medical personnel fly to Europe to review methods being used by top international soccer clubs who have to keep their players fresh over long season, uh, including multiple leagues and international series and tours and all that good stuff. Um, Then Bruce Allen, despite that, brought in outside consultants who were experts in the field, asking them to take a look at everything related to prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of injuries. And was quoted as saying, we have all the data on the injuries, and we gave them all of it. We asked them to see if there was a rhyme or a reason. We didn't want any preconceived answers. And Phillips writes, and, question mark, quote, Ironically, they're so unrelated, it's almost impossible. They're so unrelated, it's almost impossible. I assume that means they're so unrelated, meaning the injuries, that it's impossible to get a rhythm or any kind of reason or rationale for the injuries. Jay Gruden said, quote, gosh, that's too bad, man, when asked about paraphrasing uh, about the report. Gosh, that's too bad, man. That's unfortunate, whatever that means. Uh, and the bottom line is, is it doesn't seem like the Redskins have any better grasp of this injury problem than they did two years ago or one year ago or any years ago. And give them credit for spending more money and for doing what they have to do to try and get to the bottom of it. Clearly, they feel it has derailed the last two seasons, 26 players on injured reserve in 2017, 2018 in 2018. But the bottom line is, is they've got to figure it out and hope for some luck. Sometimes luck is created by people who do the right things and the Redskins seemingly are trying to do the right things. Um, but for whatever reason, they've just been really, really, really unlucky in that regard. I don't want to say they've been unlucky as a franchise, but they've been unlucky in that regard. Some of that, again, they've created. Uh, so we're going to put the whole Column up on Twitter at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, and let you read it completely from head to toe. But we just want to touch on it. We'll try and get Phillips on the Locked on Redskins podcast just as soon as we can because he did a good job uh, with this. Again, it's all part of Richmond.com, Richmond.com, and the Richmond Times Dispatch. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 227. Thanks for being with us. I am your host. Chris Russell, have a great rest of the weekend or start to your week right here on the Locked on Redskins
1: podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.